Yo, yo, we're Estro Hayes, and we're just trying to grow. That means we're bringing you dope insight into the cannabis industry with exclusive interviews, product reviews, and more. The more you know, the more you grow. Now, let's get into the session. We just trying to grow. Welcome to Estro Hayes. We're just trying to grow. Today, I have a very special guest, uh, someone who pretty much, you know, changed the course of Estro Hayes forever. Um, we met probably two or three years ago. I'm not sure if he remembers at a high and wide event, and he talked about this accelerator program that he was doing and how we should get involved in it. Flash, flash forward two years later, we apply, we get in, and of course, you guys know that it's the Canopy Boulder program. I have with me Patrick Rea. So Patrick, thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. And I do remember meeting the Estro Hayes team at the High NY event um, after the speech. You guys uh, stuck around and uh, you know uh, made yourselves uh, known, which is a, very easy for the U3. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll never forget that. Thank you, Patrick. I, I'm trying not to get teary right now. But <laughs> it's a, it, it is a great match. Anyway, so what I have, uh, what I'm going to talk to Patrick about today is entrepreneurship in the cannabis industry, um, and in particular, how Canopy Boulder is kind of a bridge for that. So, Patrick, tell me first of all, why cannabis? Why did you decide to get in this industry? You know, when um, back in 2013, uh, Colorado was on the verge of adult use legalization. Um, and uh, I'd been in the natural products industry, so kind of you know working with companies that sell their products in Whole Foods or a GNC for 17 years, and you know uh, wanted to get back on the investment side. This was happening; cannabis was happening in Colorado. It was clear it was going to be um, a significant business and cultural shift. And, um, you know, there was a big opportunity. My myself, I had uh, health issues related to immunity that I eventually realized was tied to sleep or lack thereof. And the pharmaceutical solutions uh, weren't appealing. So um, just happened to find that uh, cannabis worked really well to help me sleep. And that changed my health, uh, changed my life, quite frankly, because I was took me from being sick um, every month to being uh, well all the time. And, um, you know, being in the natural products industry, I know, been aware of and used natural medicines, um, but this was the most effective uh, product for my situation. And so I felt a personal um, need or motivator to help the industry in whatever way I could grow into something that you know, I think we all wanted to see. So it was not only a personal uh, decision, but it was also a business decision um, that felt being in Colorado, we could capitalize on and um, because of proximity right. to what was going on. So that's why I canvas. Okay. So you, I understand, like you know, why it benefits you from a health perspective, but even becoming the bridge to help other entrepreneurs get into the industry. Like, mm -hmm. How did that start? Yeah, well, it wasn't. We we didn't start out um, to developing an accelerator. So that's I think a good lesson to all entrepreneurs is that 
you need to um, show up, be present, engage, and then identify a real problem that you can solve. And it's not just your problem, but it's a problem that is exists for many people. So, you know, we started out wanting to do an investment fund, a classic venture capital fund, $20, $40 million that we'd invest in growth stage companies, multiple rounds, board seats, things like that. But we weren't seeing the volume of uh, investment ready or investment worthy businesses that we could invest in when we started really seriously looking at the deal flow. And that was troubling because I, you know, I, I need to be able to, and I think every business person needs to be honest with their backers about the opportunity and what they're doing. Uh, it doesn't work out well if you're pulling the wool over or you're misrepresenting the opportunity. It just, you don't do, don't do that. Yeah. Be honest. Um, be open. So uh, we pivoted to the accelerator because the problem was there were a lack of investment ready, investment worthy businesses in the industry. Part of that problem was that the industry was growing rapidly and it needed service businesses, mm -hmm. uh, ancillary businesses, grows, extraction, edibles, dispensaries, but then they didn't have payroll processing. They didn't have data. They didn't have an ad network. And these were what they call like blue ocean opportunities, you know, where there's there's not blood in the water. There's not a lot of people fighting over it, not red ocean. It's a blue ocean concept. So um, so we decided to move down from growth to early stage companies and fill solve a problem that the industry had. You know, the third part of that problem was there were a lot of investors out there that were looking to invest, but they were sitting on their wallets. They didn't see good teams with completely well thought out plans that showed traction, were solving a major problem and had a unique solution. And, um, you know, we thought that in Boulder, which is so strong from a tech entrepreneurship standpoint, um, being surrounded by Colorado, which was going to be a new center for the cannabis industry, we could really do something there. And, and when we started testing that out with folks, another, another lesson is talk to people about what you want to do. We got really positive feedback and people identified and, and agreed with the problem and maybe even like made it bigger. And so we were driven even harder to uh, move forward with this idea. And that's what we did. Very cool. Why do you start an accelerator? Well, um, you know, you, <laughs> you know, you have to um, be open and acknowledge what you know and what you don't know. Yeah. I had a background in venture capital from the natural products industry, so I knew um, an, enough right. to be slightly dangerous, like a warm butter knife. But I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't um, deadly. Uh, but what we did know was that you know there were certain elements to. Um, make an accelerator work, you know, fortunately in Boulder, this is the, the, the birthplace of tech stars, which are now across the street from us here in the canopy offices. And we have good relationships with them. We love what they do. And we've modeled ourselves after them and their success. They open sourced all of their documents and their processes uh, to a group called the global accelerator network of which we became a member, gained access to and insights. I immediately went to their annual retreat, the Global Accelerator Network GAN and, you know, became probably the most annoying person at the conference because I was asking all questions all the time and asking tough questions, uh, trying to figure out how the accelerator model could work or if it was workable 
and, and if it would work in the cannabis industry, what I found was that um, we could, the accelerator model was perfect for the cannabis industry. Um, and there were, because the cannabis industry was this blue ocean opportunity, you were not competing, if you were a startup and an accelerator, you weren't competing with an IBM or a Microsoft or an Apple or a Facebook. Those, those players were not entering the space. Um, and that's fine because that opens up sort of a runway for a startup to develop and gain traction and show, hopefully you find that product market fit, um, which is very specific. Um, that's, and to describe it very simply, um, the, when you hit product market fit, it, your business has shifted from you're trying to drive it uh, to do stuff and get people on board and work with your business or be customers to uh, a mental or a position where you're you're just trying to keep up with demand and you can't hire people fast enough. You know you're up at night for different reasons and. Um, so, so we wanted to get there. We felt like uh, Colorado was the right place to do that and that the accelerator model would work because uh, we were surrounded by licensed businesses that needed the services, there weren't other competitors and we could fill voids in the market just by listening yeah. to the potential customers of these businesses. And so that's what we did. Very cool, very cool. So you're getting ready to welcome another class in yes. Canopy. Yes, yes. Um, can you talk a little bit about kind of the application process? Kind of mm -hmm. how do you choose the companies that participate in this So we're always looking for teams, and uh, we spend a lot of time on the road and being very open to opportunities and teams that come our way. So, um, so you know, but what we're looking for, and we, and we talk to hundreds, maybe thousands of teams every year. And it's exciting and fun. And I think with time, you become really good at uh, navigating that deal flow. So what we're looking for, um, basically, um, a, not a sole founder. Like a solo founder um, is, it's just, it, it's like I've said many times before, you've heard this, is that uh, being a solo founder in a program, an accelerator is like a cruel and unusual punishment because there's so much to do. And being having a co-founder proves that you can convince someone else that you've got a good idea. And being the business of being a startup is, is kind of like making friends. Yeah. You know, you gotta like build this like ecosystem of people that are excited about what you're doing to get to a point where uh, you've know, found that product market fit, people start coming into you. Or that you've built up friendships and relationships with people so that when you do roll out, roll out that product, they're like, great, I'm so excited to see this, as opposed to, you know, taking a step back and being like, what is this again? Or who are you and why are you here? So we like to have teams. Uh, and I alluded to this before, this, the second thing we're looking for, um, well, like teams, but and we're really looking at strong founders, people who have a right to win in what they're doing. So if you were an investment banker and you say, hey, I want to go start a technology company, company, like, well, maybe you should start a finance company. Right. And if you're a software engineer and you want to become, um, you want to start a brand, a lifestyle brand, well, maybe you should think about technology here. So people that recognize that and are humble enough to say, hey, I'm an expert. I'm going to bring that skill set over to the cannabis industry. We like that a lot. Um, and I think the teams that have done well 
in the industry are people that teams that have that. They're not trying to do something completely different than what they did before. So that's those are like that's that's team. Um, so from a business standpoint, you know, or concept standpoint, we're looking for businesses that solve um, a you know for a large problem. It, they've identified a problem and they're building a business around it that solves it, not saying, hey, I've got this new cool thing, I've got a solution, I'm gonna look for a problem. It's like a subtle difference, but it, 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 it's very clear um, when people are um, solving for a major problem, just the way they talk about it, their approach to it, usually the approach is um, they go out and listen um, and they let people talk about what's bothering them or where the gaps are and if they can hear uh, patterns and consistencies in those problems with a certain group that is when you've got something interesting because you know they're talking about their problems they want to they're looking for solutions if you can solve them that increases your chances uh, timing so we've done team concept now timing so timing is a is a key thing you've got to think about having a business today that works um, and that you can show traction with that is a uh, that is on the sort of timeline towards meeting a grander vision that you have for the business. Mm -hmm. um, so we have we had a team um, in uh, in your class, right? Yeah. The founder went on a listening tour for three months, just meeting with people in sort of in the industry and hearing about their problems, found the, the patterns, uh, created a suite of uh, solutions for those problems, but drove forward and led with the solution or the, the sort of so, the solution module that he had for the simplest problem that most people had that was an easy, um, easy to say yes to for his customers, right? right. So you got to, you can have a grand vision, but for the future, but to get there, you have to um, identify a problem that people will say, "Yeah, solve this for me." Mm -hmm. So it's like it's like getting your foot in the door. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, team, timing, and concept uh, are three things that were hammered into me when I was an uh, analyst at the, my first venture capital firm that I worked at. So I've carried those on for years. Yeah. Nice. All right. So now that we know. For all of you entrepreneurs who kind of want to get in the cannabis space or are kind of curious, um, he's outlined exactly what he's looking for for the applicant. So I need you to go ahead, apply, go to the Canopy Boulder website, take a look around, look at other companies that have participated in the program, and you know, see if this is the right time for you to apply. Because what I can tell you is the experience is invaluable. It was almost like a mini MBA. And I'm not a business person. I've become <laughs> a business person. Let me tell you. So don't be scared. Just go after it. So, quick fire kind of thing. Okay. All right. So, give me just like the top five tips you would give entrepreneurs looking to get into this space. You know, uh, so top five tips for getting into the space. Um, be humble, mm -hmm. right? And be realistic with who you are and what you can do. Uh, because once you're there, you can... Uh, Surround yourself with people that can help. So that's one thing. Two ears. You have two ears and one mouth. You should use them appropriately. Um, you know, listening is super key um, to um, 
especially when you're going to be in an industry where people are, you know, want you to be successful. Um, you know, expect that success isn't going to come so fast. You know, you need to work, you lay the foundation and it may take, uh, what we say it's, it's three times as hard, takes three times as long and costs three times as much as you uh, expect that. Um, for the build your network, show up, be present. Um, you know, we, at Canopy, we're trying to surround the entrepreneurs and expose them to people in the industry as much as possible so that they can um, build their own support structure and ecosystem. And then I think the last thing would be realize this is your success depends on your actions. There are going to be a lot of people that come along and help you with money or advice or guidance or a program, but every entrepreneur is successful because of their own efforts. The wild card is it's nice to be a little lucky every once in a while. You know, not everybody has it figured out to the nth degree. And um, I'll tell you what, most success stories, most of those business icons out there that we all look up to, they got lucky at one point. They were in the right place at the right time, but they were prepared for it. So um, understand that, you know, drive hard, but you don't be so hard on yourself. Have some patience, but keep driving forward. Right. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask you a personal question. All right. Now, you know, I can edit this out if you need to. <laughs> but I'd like to know, what is your favorite way to consume cannabis? And how, like, do you do it, like, at night? Like, how, how, do you, how is your cannabis practice popping off, Patrick? Yeah. So that's a fair question. So, um, you know, as I said before, my, my primary reason for consumption is health related and it's related to sleep. So I'm a nighttime consumer generally and um, I like clean methods. So I like um, uh, vaping and or I, and I like, um, you know, edibles. Um, I'm not a big flower smoker, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm like a little bit of a, a health Crazed. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm like, uh, you know, that's just my DNA. So I, um, I do use it for a specific purpose. Yeah. And um, uh, it's it's an incredible plant, and um, I, it's a it's being in this industry is awesome because you get to uh, communicate and show a different face mm -hmm. to people than maybe what they expect right. around the cannabis industry, and uh, I think it's on us, all of us to sort of change hearts and minds one conversation at a time. So That's an awesome way to end this episode. Thank you so much, Patrick, for joining us. Till next time, thanks a lot, guys. If you like what you heard, you want more interviews, insight, and of course, entertainment all around cannabis, support Estra Hay, support your girls in the creation of new content, and become a patron. Visit us at patreon.com backslash Estro Hayes. With your support, we can build this community together.